back with Vershawn Jackson, sponsored by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. He doing a macarena. Uh, you and him about stiff as he y'all stiff, both of y'all stiff. Uh, so you dance better than him, but yeah. that ain't saying much. But I, I don't play no. stiff. No, you play real loose, buddy. Yeah. You play loose. So, so I just want to go to 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 the part three. Oh, oh no, no. Listen, listen. Without further ado, and I don't have anything else to say right now. Uh, let me bring in my big brother, a person that when I used to come to the games in 90 and 91 and I was 15, 16 years old, I wanted to be like him. I wanted to be big. I wanted to be big, burly, and smart, just like this guy. Without further ado, Johnny Mitchell. Big bro, what's happening? What's up, guys? How y'all doing, man? man. <laughs> hey, Thank you hey, for we- having me on and the privilege to put me on. Uh, I love the show. I follow you guys. And the passion you guys have and the care and concern, that is what's missing. Uh, We're missing a lot of that. And one of the reasons, I just want to say this, fans, one of the reasons our guys are constantly sharing with you day in and day out is because people are saying things, uh, what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, when they're going to do it, where they're going to do it. But the bottom line is the seed that they plant, that tree, when it sprouts, is not the tree that they said. They said, I'm planting an apple tree. But you're getting poison ivy. So what I'm saying is it's a lot of lying going on. And I'm glad you guys are exposing the fraud. I'm glad you guys are exposing the fraud. And that's what's going on. A lot of fraud, a lot of bank accounts being filled, a lot of men's stomachs are full, sick, drunk, undisciplined, hiring undisciplined people that don't care, and they just move on because there's too much damn buddying going on. A buddy-buddy thing. Nebraska football was about being tough, disciplined, doing what you was told. You, you didn't do what you was told. Dr. Tom Osborne would not put you in the game. That's why fifth-year seniors were his favorite player. Because you wasn't disciplined. Yeah, we're going to smash you in the mouth. We're going to run it down your throat. Ain't nothing you can do because we was tough. We was disciplined. We hit in practice. We learned all the basic fundamentals. That is missing all this sissy ball going on. Johnny. Nothing but sissy ball. You can get a pop water coach and give you more. Right, I don't Johnny. care Johnny, who it Johnny. is. Go ahead, guys. Johnny. Listen, Go ahead. Let, Go me, ahead. let me. This, this, this Rashawn. Let me ask you this, big bro. Let me ask you this real What's quick. What's up? So yes, sir. You know, I had caught wind. This was this is during the Riley era that you had came back to school. I can't remember if it was Doke, but somebody told me you were, and I was so disgusted 
that I did not run back into you when I was in Omaha. I was so mad that I didn't get a chance to run into you. And then, so, so talk about when you came back, why you came back, and how you were, what's the word, uh, uh, welcomed back to Nebraska, a, 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 a school that you helped put on the map. Talk about that a little yeah, bit. Rich, what what happened when you came back? Rich, I'm going to tell you, man. Um, so what happened was my wife was pregnant. Um, my wife, Brazilian wife, uh, we came back. She was seven, six months pregnant, and I had a choice. I had such a lifestyle in Brazil. Um, my guys, they took care of me. It was actually paradise coach football there to live there and but my son I thought about him what future he had educational wise so my wife and I decided to come back so what do you do when you come back home you go to your roots so coming to Nebraska I reached out to all the the elders I call them from Dr. Tom to uh, coach Brown to coach Solich to coach Samuels all these coaches and I think we've lost a few, but most of the, uh, the elders, and I said, I'm here. I've been coaching football around the world, France, England, Canada, and, of course, Brazil. And the life that I've lived is not just football-related. It's life in general. It's experience in every direction of human endeavor. So I've stacked up a lot of good experience, plus the experience I've had in the NFL and being coached under a lot of Hall of Fame coaches. I felt like I could use the combination of a great melting pot and develop bone style. And as Scotty, I call him, because that's why I remember him when he was at the Jets, I used to go out to practice every day after practice and teach him what to look for when he was playing safety. So to make a long story short, coming back to Nebraska, I went back to school and I said, I'll do whatever it takes to, to coach, to get involved in helping the kids because I, I cared that much. And I was doing too much begging. I, God, please forgive me. I was begging and I shouldn't have. Because if men can't recognize the talent, see, listen, one of my natural things is I'm a natural law person. So I can hear the vibration of your voice and I can tell what kind of man you are. I can go on your practice and football field and see what kind of drills you're doing and how you standing around with your arms folded like you made it when your team is struggling not getting involved, I'm like, well, I already know what's going to happen with that. And we are seeing that tree, what it's producing. It's not producing, Rashad, what they're telling us. It's a withered tree. It's not producing any fruits. So what happened? I go in there, I beg. So Mike Riley gave me an opportunity to come in and sit with him. He was so kind. You want to know what, guy? You know what he did for, like, you call a guy who put a lot of his effort, blood, sweat, and tears in the program. You know what? He was such the nicest coach. 
she was so nice that the man didn't even meet with me. I met with one of his understudies. That's how nice he was. I thought I had a meeting with him. Wow. And let me tell you something. When I did see him, he was talking about, oh, my farm, my place. I love this and I love that. Come to find out he had no home in Lincoln. He had no investments there. I said, oh, my God, this guy going to run away with the bag. And what do they do, guys? Let me tell you the game plan, what they do with all this fraud and coaching. What they do is they go to another smaller school with a salary that we're still paying them until that money run out, and then they get with their buddies, and their buddies put them back in and plug them in. And then they try to get back to the top again being a head coach. You are what your record – one of my coaches – had a famous phrase, you are what your record says it are. And I'm telling you right now, I beg men, high school, guys, I tried to get in high school football. I even went up to that college, uh, what's the name of that college uh, in Kearney, I think, I, I want to say, mm -hmm. uh, where Jamrock, he was a fraud and a fake. He faked me out. I said, man, look at here. I have a system because most of my players was rugby players. So I know about tackling. I know how to tackle. And plus, Coach Carroll, I know about the strike strike zone, the alligator roll. I, I can teach you how to tackle, common fundamental tackling. I'm a master at teaching tackling football. Did you know that? Because I had professional rugby players. They taught me. So I had double pitch passes. Have you ever seen a double pitch pass? a triple pitch pass. I had something so unique, unlike America, never seen. But you know what? I got that playbook right now down in the basement. And no one would give me a chance to uh, uh, reveal some of the things I've learned around the world. Because we Americans, guess what, guys? We know everything. When you become American, you don't get, you don't take counsel no more. What the Bible says, you should be wise in your wisdom to take counsel from your elders. That's why I went to Dr. Tom Osborne. I told him I'll do whatever it takes to get out there and coach. Why? And when I you got that about... head coaching job in Australia, I had everyone calling me. The league didn't come to a fruition. I was a head coach for the Newcastle Miners. Because my name is synonymous internationally with football. But I can't leave the country because I love my wife and I love my son. And they need me. Or I'd already be winning championships uh, in Japan because football is huge. Could you imagine coaching against your own country in Brazil? In the, uh, every four years they have the, the World American Football Championship there in Canton, Ohio. Because your own country received you not. Because these men think that they the best ever. Listen, guys, don't let them fool you. Football is fundamental. And if you don't teach fundamental, you will keep getting the same results. Don't let money mix in there and make you think you need John Gruden and all these Willahams and all these people of the world. They fraud, they fake, they nothing more than Los Angeles. Hollywood actors, most coaches are actors. They don't know football. They hire smart minds, they steal from you, your ideals, and they let you go because it's all ego. 
ego must be put aside for Nebraska football. Pride must come back. I'm a leader of men. Men follow me because when I look in their eyes, I tell them to their heart, son, you're not good enough. I'm sorry. I'll put you in after we blow someone out, but you're not good at the guy in front of you. They may hate it at the moment, but eventually they respect you. And the greatest feeling as a coach, as a head coach, when you're blowing the team out and you put the weakest link, the guy considered the smallest, not the, the best player, and he gets out there like Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> I love that because I use a combination of all types. I go and play the weakest all the way to the strongest because the strength of your team feed off of someone like a Rudy who never gets out there, who has a lot of heart to stay there, never gives up, but they get on the field and they run and make a tackle. I don't lie to my players. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Damn, I don't even eat dead flesh anymore because I had high blood pressure. So, so I live you, a pious life. My wife me- can trust in me that I'll be home doing the things that I'll be doing. I don't be out in a bar. I don't be having uh, extramarital affairs and I'm the head coach coaching your team and thinking that we're going to be successful. Why do you think Dr. Tom was so successful? Because he was a Christian man. He stood on principle of God, and God take care of his own. But you're bringing these wicked men in there that all types of vices, whether they drunk, whether they uh, uh, womanizers, I ain't judging nobody, but I'm telling you, the tree is withered. They telling you it's the apple tree. It's the orange tree. It's the peach tree. Nebraska is the perfect haven for football. And I can get those men to follow me because when I look in their eyes, I'll be out there practicing with them. I'll be hitting right with them. I will be in the midst feeling what they feel, know what cause, because we're trying to make football guys something Hollywood. You need all this for dazzle. You need all this beauty. You need all this type of coach when it's fundamental. Mickey Joseph could get it done. He was there when I was there. Coach Joseph could get it done. How is nobody talking about this man was, he was, listen, Nebraska fans, listen to this. Coach Mickey Joseph, it wasn't no damn Joe Brady. Don't let him lie to you. It was Mickey Joseph that have the most, since 2016, the most NFL receivers. That's his tree. Look at the tree the man produced. When you see Jefferson out there, when you see Chase, the future of the NFL, Mickey Joseph, he had those guys trained. And guess what? I saw he was looked like he was stealing some of my ideas because when I was in Florida coaching a professional team called Your Call Football, I was doing some of the things, uh, some of the drills I put them receivers through. But anyway, I just okay. Wanted so to listen, throw listen, that Johnny, in there, hold up, hold up, Johnny. We we, we not we we just beginning, Johnny. 
Don't give them too much, too much. You can't, can't give them too much too soon. You giving them, you giving them but meat. They still need give. milk. I got a lot they need, to give. I know, them. but they, but they, but they need milk. They don't need no meat right now, Johnny. So listen, we're gonna take, we're gonna, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break. We're coming back with more Johnny Mitchell right after this. Live from Wingstop. Get down here now, 50th and Oak Street. Chicken sandwiches on deck. Holla at your boy. <laughs> 